Hello, it's Warwick from Account Manager Tips and we are talking capture planning, what it is, why you need it and how to do it and what impact it has on customer attention. So sit tight. Capture planning, now what is it? It's the process by which you gather all the information you need to acquire or retain customers long before you actually need it, right? So why you want to plan? Firstly, Customer retention has been proven to increase profits by 25 to 95%. It is proven to be way more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain a customer. And finally, when it comes to sales bids, 28% of bids are lost to competitors. So you really want to avoid an RFP because not only is it a lot of work, there's a good chance that your client is going to leave if it gets that far. So if you want to smash your customer retention targets this year, keep on listening. Capture planning is your new best friend, I promise you. Most enterprise clients are going to be on fixed agreements, right? They're usually one to three years. And while the terms and conditions may vary, there is one thing I can absolutely guarantee. All things come to an end, including your contracts. So sooner or later, you're going to have to discuss the commercial relationship. You know, it may hang in the balance. And the other thing that is certain is that time flies and you want to be in the pilot seat, right? Because there it is in the blink of an eye, you've got an expiring contract, a looming deadline and a client that's either talking to suppliers, maybe even appointed a new one behind your back, released an RFP, gained a competitive advantage by making the first offer. I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but it's an important point to remember. Or they may just be at risk because they're trading without an agreement and can just leave any time. So in other words, your client is calling all the shots and at high risk of walking out the door if you do not prepare in advance for the very fact that you're going to have a conversation about renewing your contract. So a word of caution though, don't take a renewal for granted. There are absolutely no guarantees except for time flying and that contract terminating at one point or another. So how do you avoid this situation? You guessed it, capture planning. So look, the benefits of capture planning are many. Your goal is really to renew your client before they've gone to market and invited bids from competitors. So capture planning is going to create the strategy well in advance of your client's contract expiry and it's going to position your company as the obvious and the preferred supplier of choice. It is also the key to efficiency. You know, the information that you gather is going to be a good source of the majority of your uh, commercial proposal. It's also important to validation. So just because a customer is an existing client doesn't still mean they're you know, right for you, that they're a good fit. You know, both your business and theirs will have changed over the time you've been working together. And through capture planning, you'll make informed decisions about what might need to change for your partnership to work in the future. A renewal is the perfect time to um, you know, recalibrate. And, and that's where capture planning can come in. Teamwork. So, you know, no man is an island. Your capture plan is going to bring your colleagues together and is going to describe their part in the big picture, which is to renew your customer. Innovation. So the more time you have to think, the more people you involve and invite to, uh, you know, collaborate is going to mean better planning. And it's also going to improve idea generation, you know, and it's also going to help you make faster decisions and will mean less reliance on cookie cutter templates and, and you know, solutions that aren't terribly exciting or dynamic and really helps you think about the best way to design and create a solution that's optimized for your client moving forward. Capture planning honestly is going to help you so much with time management because you'll identify everything you need to do to win your customer and then you'll be able to integrate that into your current workload so you'll decide when and where things happen and you won't waste time. You'll also improve your empathy because through your research and planning, you're really going to get a, a customer point of view. You're going to see things from your client's eyes and their perspective you'll better understand their goals, their issues, and you know their objectives. You're also going to understand weaknesses, so you'll have a really honest assessment throughout the capture planning process of potential weaknesses, and better yet, you have the time to implement some actions 
that you need to take to address them. Pre-positioning is a really great benefit of capture planning because you can build an engagement plan, you can deliver client-focused activities that align with your strategy, and you can do this over a period of time. So it doesn't come across as like salesy or um, not in- ungenuine, that's not a word, ingenuine, not genuine, because you know, you'll know you be able to ramp up and you'll be able to address um, your challenges and focus on closing the gap between best practice and reality. Because you know what, if you're the incumbent, there are going to be issues. There will be ancient history dragged up throughout the process. So you want to make sure that you're very clear on those and that you can fix all those things. So when the time comes to talk about renewing your contract, all those things are water under the bridge and people aren't throwing that stuff in your face when you least want to see or hear it. You'll gain a competitive advantage because you control the timelines. You bring the attention to the areas that you want to set up for success. You'll also gain a bargaining advantage through price anchoring. So this is what I was uh, talking uh, about before when we were talking about making the first move. We are psychologically predisposed or biased to rely on the very first piece of information we receive when making decisions. So you can influence how your client evaluates your proposal because you make the first move. So if you set a price at a certain level, that then becomes the price anchor or the benchmark from which all negotiations hang. Instead of the client controlling that discussion, you do if you do uh, a good job at capture planning. All of this, when it comes time to having the conversation with your client, will leave absolutely no doubt in their mind that they should renew with you for another term. So when do you use capture planning? Now, in my view, every single opportunity should have some sort of plan attached to it to optimize your chances of securing the client, help you stay on track and you know, be prepared when the boss says, what's going on? So here's how I start. Just begin with a report from your CRM, your customer relationship management tool of all your clients and when their contracts expire. Now, if you don't use a CRM, I suggest you start. The one I use is Nimble. I absolutely love it. So simple and easy. And it's kind of a social CRM. So it integrates Twitter and LinkedIn feeds and just makes it really, really great to stay in touch with your clients as well as some really powerful contact management and uh, pipeline management uh, tools as well as reporting. So check that one out if you're looking, you know, if you're in the market for a CRM, Nimble. All right, this is going to give you a helicopter view of your client's expiry dates and when they fall. So it's unlikely unless you're very, very lucky, that they're going to be evenly distributed throughout the year. So look for patterns, see where they cluster, which months are busier than others. This is going to help you plan your year. You know, if July you have three or four clients whose contracts are expiring, you know the three to six months before that. And of course, your July are going to be very, very busy. So make sure that you are well prepared for your workload and, you know, you can manage it that way. I focus on those that are due in the next 15 months. So why do I choose 15? Well, that gives me a full year ahead and then just a little bit of a head start into the next year, a little bit of a buffer, just in case things get off track, which, you know, sometimes they do. Expect the unexpected, as they say. And you don't want to hit December without a bird's eye view of what's going on in January, February, March, in case you've got a ton of clients that you're not prepared for that are going to be renewing, you know, in the new year. So that's how I do it. But listen, it doesn't have to be January to December or January through the following March. It can be any period, any time frame. Look at what makes sense for you for your client life cycle for your average contract length, and then choose a period that makes sense. As long as you're forward focused and you've got a good head start, you'll be doing better than most. All right, so there are four distinct phases of pursuit. If you plan early enough, you're going to allow yourself a lot of generous time to be able to dedicate to each. This is again how I break it up. This is my client renewal sort of stages of pursuit. So whatever time you've allowed between the client's contract expiring today, you're going to divide it up into four equal time periods. So for this purpose, we're going to call it a year. So for the first three months, dedicate that to opportunity identification and research. So the first quarter. Now that's going to be 
making sure that the client's a good fit, you know, learning more about the customer, the decision-making process, all that sort of stuff. Then the next three to six months will be where you get a bit deeper into the capture management process. What's the risks? What's the um, win factors? You know, assembling your team, all that sort of stuff, your, you know, your win pricing, all that. Then you're going to move into the next quarter period, which will be proposal preparation and submission. That is where you're going to draft your proposal. You're going to initiate the conversation with your client about renewing because until now, this has all been behind the scenes. You've just been doing your preparation and research and then you're going to submit your proposal. And then in the final three months or the final quarter, you know, the fourth of those four periods is negotiation and award. So that is where you're going to actually, you know, haggle over the price. You're going to do the contracting and then they're going to make a decision, a yes or no decision, and you'll start your implementation or your um, re-implementation. So there is a trajectory with capture planning or an arc to capture planning. If you have capture planning in place, you're going to get a nice even incline as you move up to the, you know, major milestone of proposal submission. If it is without capture planning, you basically are flatlined up until just before proposal submission. Then you've got this crazy hectic spike where you're just madly trying to pull everything together. And there's, again, major spike as you move into the contracting and negotiation period because you haven't prepared, you haven't got your people together and you haven't anticipated the, the questions. And uh, it's going to mean long, hectic hours racing against the clock. So... With capture planning, you're distributing the effort throughout the stages of pursuit. It gets easier after proposal submission as you move into negotiation and award, and there just isn't any overwhelm, you know? So what do you want to put in a capture plan? You don't want it to be complicated. You don't want it to turn into a nightmare of administration and paperwork. You want to keep your, uh, you know, your capture plan firmly grounded in reality and limit it to the resources that are already available. Now, here are some elements you might want to consider. Start with the things you don't know already, you know, the things you don't know the answer to. So... Think about customer insights. So include some key customer interactions, your relationship history, what's an assessment of your relationship strength. Evaluate your client's most important requirements. So what does your client want to achieve? What are their pain points? Go beyond the obvious to consider the things that your client doesn't know. What can you shine a light on or bring attention to? And then rank all of these in order of importance. Win-loss factors. What will it take to lose this client and what can you do about it? What concerns might your client have about you being able to help them achieve their goals? And what does your client love about your solution and what's going to help you win? Metrics that matter. What key performance indicators are important to your customer? How can you use real data to measure value and communicate a return on investment? What is the decision-making process? You know, who's going to sign off on your proposal? influencer mapping. So who are the decision makers? Who are the influencers? Who are the detractors? And who are the champions? They're the ones you want to identify. They're the people who are going to sell your solution for you, even when you're not there. Competitor analysis. So how would they score against the most important requirements, better or worse? Where are the gaps? Even if you don't think your competitors have a foot in the door, you're probably wrong. So make sure you give this some thought because you don't know what you don't know. And they could be very firmly embedded and you wouldn't have a clue. So you want to consider the impact of competitors. Past performance. So what successes have you achieved to support your proposal? Solution design and delivery. This is an important one. A lot of people fall flat because they just renew the existing solution. They just roll it over. And a lot of feedback will be like, you didn't want our business. You didn't try hard enough. So I think it's really, really important that you assess what does your client want? What else do they need? Or maybe they don't need stuff. Maybe they haven't optimized or used some of the services and features. And maybe it's time to just strip back some of your offering and make it more simple and accessible. Win themes. 
out of all of this research, you're going to uncover a couple of key points that are going to really form the story of your proposal. What do you want to tell? What's, what's the overall theme? You're only going to pick a couple based on what problems your client has and how you can solve them better than your competitors. Win themes are going to really help you tell the story about why your client should select you. You also want to collect evidence. What proof points do you have that support your claims? What's your price to win? What's your ideal price and what's your walk away price? What other ideas do you have for you know, cost reduction or cost avoidance or maybe even to help your client make money? So it doesn't always have to mean your fees have to drop in order to renew a client. There could be some other creative ways you can demonstrate a return on investment. What strategic actions do you need to take to close any gaps? So from all of this, if there's some glaringly obvious gaps and you need to close them and you have the time, you know, implement some plans to, to make sure that you do that. Who do you want on your team? You know, who can help you win? Think about the wider business, not the obvious people, but there could be people in finance, in back office, in product and technology, and they may be very helpful in securing this customer and you may just want to pick their brain. So assemble your capture team very carefully. Think about a proposal preparation and submission plan because you are going to submit a proposal. Do not just rely on email or a phone call or a conversation about renewal. You want to sell this. You want your client excited about the opportunity to renew their partnership with you and you want to lay it out so it makes it easier for your point of contact to upstream this or to message this internally if there's other people that want to have an opinion about the renewal of your partnership. You might want to think about pre-award activities like clarification questions, demos, presentations, or post-award activities like contracting, debriefing, lessons learned. And, you know, don't forget to celebrate. You're going to win this. Let's talk about capture management. A plan does not happen by itself. So you're going to need people on your team. Think about who else in your organization can help make your capture plan a success and invite them along. Some roles to consider at a minimum, uh, somebody from sales, now account managers, customer success managers, business development, may not always be selling and writing bids every single day of the week. So invite someone from sales to guide you through the commercials, the proposal, the presentations. They may be actively front and center in the bid, or they may just be you know, behind the scenes as a, as a coach and mentor and point you in the right direction, but important to have a partner from sales. A technical lead, if your solution involves technology, then include someone who can demo your solution, answer any product development and technical questions that might come up. And then finance, you know, you're going to need somebody to validate your pricing. You may want to get some advice on billing solutions and things like that. For larger opportunities, you may be looking at bringing somebody in from operations and service delivery to give you advice on setup. And you may also want to make sure that customer facing teams are aware of your capture plan, that you intend to renew this customer to stay focused on service levels. And of course, alert you the moment there are any issues, you want to be all over those like a rash. Do you need an executive sponsor? For big deals, an executive sponsor within your organization is your advocate. They can help manage roadblocks. And also they can represent your organization to your client at a senior level if, if you need that, uh, that representation. Legal, big deals, of course, always come with contract negotiations. So get somebody from your legal team on site early so you can have a draft agreement prepped. And then they're on standby, you know, if there are any amendments or questions. Bid writers, if you're lucky enough to have a bid writing team, then let them know early on you want their support for a proposal. Otherwise, which has happened to me many times, you may find that they're fully committed to new business because new business always wins over existing business for some reason when it comes to uh, resources. You may find that you are writing the proposal yourself and that is no fun, I promise you. So once you know who you want on the capture team, set up a kickoff call to launch a capture plan, agree the frequency of meetings to discuss the plan's progress and to make decisions, Write down the actions you need to take based on what you know you need to do to win. It's that simple. Just make sure that each action on your plan should be specific, 
clear on how it helps secure the client, time bound, and assigned an owner. For small clients, you mainly need a few key actions. You know, there's not going to be too much customization or uh, complexity. However, for larger clients, especially global ones, your capture plan may actually turn into a major project with lots of moving parts. So consider using a cloud-based project management tool because it's going to be so much easier to collaborate, communicate, and stay on track without the need for constant meetings. We're all time poor, right? Now, as the plan owner, a cloud-based tool is also going to allow you to see who's making progress against their actions and, of course, who isn't, and gives your teams immediate access to files and information. Nobody has to go asking for stuff and it will definitely save you uh, time in the long run. Here's three of my favorites. I like Trello a lot. Anybody that knows me knows that. Uh, same page, that's a really great collaboration tool. I use that with some of my accountability partners and masterminds because it's a great place to, it's like a mini intranet, really love it, same page. And then Microsoft Teams, you know, it's free and certainly if you've already got an Office 365 account or you're in the cloud with um, the Office solutions, that's a great uh, option as well. Be flexible, you know, adapt to new information and just keep it up to date. I just use a simple um, red, amber, green status or rag status to color code actions that are behind schedule, which is red, at risk of missing the deadline, which is amber, and scheduled or complete is green. Okay, Warwick, now what does a capture plan look like, I hear you say? Well, I'm going to share with you my 10-point capture plan. Adapt it, expand it, add, exclude, do what you need to do, make this your own. There's no right or wrong. The best plan is simply the one that works for you. Start with a summary. That's number one. Number two, most important requirements ranked in order of priority, the ones that matter to your client, not to you. Three, the metrics that matter. How does your client measure success? Four, influences and what is the decision-making process? Five, a bit of a competitor analysis. Six, win-loss factors, you know, a bit of a SWOT. What's it going to take to win or lose this business? Seven, what are your win themes? What's the story you're going to tell about success and what that looks like with your customer moving forward? Eight, your action plan. What are the key steps you're going to do to make sure that you win this customer? And nine, the timelines, when are you going to make those happen? And 10, who you want on your team? Simple. Now, there's no fixed format. You can scribble this down on paper, use spreadsheets, word processes, or project management tools. Anything, I'm begging you, anything but your memory, because you'll forget, I promise. For your largest, most important deals, think about including an executive briefing in a presentation format like PowerPoint. Now, the reason is there's going to be a lot of eyes on this from your boss right up to the head of the company. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to want to know what's going on. And a few pretty slides are going to make it really easy for you to circulate updates. Your boss can include them in his meetings. You can include them in yours. And they can be sent around the globe if they need to be for updates uh, during meetings. Okay. Now, if you want to take the shortcut, go ahead and head over to amtip.co slash capture, where I have two free capture planning templates. One is in Trello, which I, I told you guys I like it. And the other is Google Sheets. So you can just copy that onto your Google Drive and save that if you want to use that template as well. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you found this useful. You can find me at uh, the social media platform of your choice, at Warwick A. Brown. Search for the hashtag AMTips on any of the platforms you use. You'll find me, and I look forward to hearing from you soon.